Welcome to Podcasts of Waterdeep. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk, the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast. To celebrate the launch of Waterdeep Dragon Heist, D&D asked Victoria Rogers from the Broadswords and Josh Peralt from Taking Initiative to create a special 10-episode story with a cross-section of the D&D live play community. Hopefully by listening to some of these episodes, you get jazzed about the possibility of storytelling within Waterdeep Dragon Heist and maybe find one or two new D&D podcasts to follow. To find out more about these groups and the Waterdeep Dragon Heist adventure book available in game stores now and everywhere, September 18th, head to dnd.wizards.com slash p-o-w-d or check out our live video programming on twitch.tv slash dnd. Here's a brief recap of what happened in the last episode. Waterdeep is a city in turmoil, with the crime organization run by the Xanathar clashing with the Zentarum, also known as the Black Network. The dragon friends were tasked with finding an item by Usador the Blue, played by Matt Young from Hello from the Magic Tavern. The hapless group attempted to find Usador's missing box of rocks, but they came up empty-handed. Well, not completely. The dragon friends delivered news to the underground, saying that an individual known as the Dealer has information pertaining to a huge horde of gold pieces, known as dragons in Waterdeep, somewhere in the city. Have fun listening to this third episode of Podcasts of Waterdeep, brought to you by Taking Initiative, with special guests James D'Amato from One Shot RPG and Kelly Lynn D'Angelo, Dungeon Master for Girls Guts Glory. Enjoy! Your mission here is paramount. If you fail... Waterdeep could fall into chaos. Things are not good right now. So please, having you back with us is important. What we do after that is... its own business. The mission is to go to Kraken's Folly. We've heard word from the underground that there's a character there called The Dealer. We don't know what they look like, who they are, what their name is, except for that title. But we have word, good word, that they will be at this location. You'll be the only Harper agent we're sending, so keep yourself on your toes. There will be other people there, other players that we've been informed about. So, let's go over each person, shall we? concept of order, followed directly thereafter by disorder and chaos. On one side of the table when you start a game, there's one single ball, cue ball. It has a lot of potential of doing a lot of things, but it just sits there, waiting. While on the other side of the table, you have a very well-set-up rack of 15 balls in a game of 8-ball, at least, with solids, stripes, all together, tight-knit, with a goal sitting in the center, the 8-ball. You hear as a cue stick, held by a half-orc, hits a cue ball. The cue ball goes forward, hits the rack, and disperses the balls across the table, thus creating chaos. Where once everything was 
quiet. There is now noise, very similar to how Waterdeep is currently. Waterdeep normally is there's a lot going on. There's a lot of people, a lot of people. There's a lot of storefronts and different levels of the government. You have your uh, Lady Silverhand as your open lord of Waterdeep. You have your mass lords of Waterdeep handling some things in the background. You have your townsfolk, the people who own all the stores. You have the underground, the black market. You have all these pieces, but yet they tend to work somehow together. But when one little rumor starts spreading through the city, everything starts to go a little haywire. The half-orc starts to go around the table, continuing the turn and going back and forth with a human woman. The game goes back and forth. A little while ago, a rumor started that there is a massive amount of wealth somewhere in Waterdeep. And that rumor number is one million dragons. Dragons being the currency in Waterdeep. Because one million dragons, the actual thing, would be scary as hell. In this case, the half-orc and the woman start to close out, getting rid of their obstacles, seeing the angles, trying to get closer to their goal of this eight ball. For a lot of you here, your goal is to find out more information about this gold treasure trove for various reasons. Drew and Morgan, I would like you both to roll a d20 and add your dexterity modifier to see who wins this game of play. It's 14. 13. Krusk gets very close to the end, sinks all of his, goes for the eight ball, doesn't quite make it, goes back to Charlotte's turn, and Charlotte clears the table and sinks the eight ball. Can I have it be sort of that way, it's sort of funny in pool where you hit one ball and it kind of unexpectedly goes away and kind of finangles it in a way you weren't kind of expecting? Sure, you do that to block Krusk, and Krusk gets frustrated with how he's trying to uh, shoot for the ball, but in the end, you end up sinking the eight ball, and uh, you are victorious. As both of you look up at each other, and start to look around you and where you are currently. The pool table you are playing on is a little strange. The legs are not quite even, but yet the table is straight. That's because where you are, there's a five degree angle on the entirety of this floor. Because this floor belongs to a beached galleon known as the Kraken's Folly. This is a ship, and inside this ship, unbeknownst to a lot, is this gaming gambling hall, red carpeted, a massive staircase in the back leading to a balcony that wraps around the interior. In the center of this place is a circular bar. It looks like there's a uh, human male with a curly mustache and a, uh, you see bobbing up and down on the inside, uh, walking around and passing drinks, a small gnome woman uh, who is the other bartender with freckles and a nice braid in the back. And you look to the left and look to the right of the bar itself and you see a couple of tables. People playing cards, people playing dice, people, some people playing darts along the way. You see a hallway going down both sides, leading to more rooms. Walking around the floor, you see a lot of different characters, mostly seedy. But you see some people looking for companionship. Uh, you see some people winning, some people losing. And you see in the corner of the room, a band. Now this band you know because you know, you've heard them around. It's Hook, Line, and Singer. A nice little trio of an ocarina player, a fiddle player, and a singer. And with them is a very special guest. Kelly, who is your character? 
I'm playing Valindra Sparklebot and Bard Extraordinaire at your service. I am just so excited and delighted to be here, and I've been looking forward to playing with this band for some time. They are one of the best-known bands, of course, with one of the best-known performers, guest performers, who, who whose name they forgot several times. But it's fine. It's all happening. So Valindra is singing along with the band in the corner. They're playing more of a... Uh, they're playing some Celtic tunes, and it goes into Celtic sea shanties for some reason, and then other sea shanties that are not quite in that, and then just some general, like, tavern music. Vlindra, make a performance check. If you'd like, I can sing a little diddly if you would like. By by all means, I will not say no to this. Okay. So she's kind of rocking out, and she's, she's an, you know, she likes to be on her feet. She likes to come up with the song as she's guesting. So as the Celtic music is, is kind of playing, she sings Oh my golly! Oh my golly! Here we all are at the Kraken's Folly! Everyone looks so mean and brash It's something that maybe they have a rush! Oh, Kraken's Folly! Oh my golly! <laughs> well, roll that roll with uh, advantage, please. Oh, I get advantage? Thank God, because I can tell you that was not a good roll. 18. You know when you go to a dive bar and there's just those like few people that stand towards the front? One person's dancing when they really probably shouldn't, but it's good for them. You kind of have that going on. And we go back to uh, Charlotte and Krusk. Uh, how are you guys after this game? Are you guys into the music? And Charlotte, do you know anybody else here that you're looking around? I'm gloating, first off, foremost, about winning. A trick of luck, you know, happens. But yeah, I'm taking in my surroundings. I think I, I do recognize the singer of this band, though. I think I've seen her um, many years ago, so I'm, I'm kind of trying to identify her. Not quite sure, but the music sounds very familiar. Her voice sounds very familiar to me. So half gloating, half poking my husband's, and half kind of looking around. Should I make a perception check? Yeah, please do. That's 18. You catch a couple of people in your glance around. You notice the bartenders before, which everyone is interacting with. They seem to run the floor, not because they own it, but because they have such a presence and they are the center force here. And obviously they supply all the drinks, so everyone's going to them. They're just running how things are going. You also notice that if people wanted to rent a room or, you know, get some more information about what's kind of going on around here, they, you know, people are talking to them. They're talking everyone's ear off and they're having a great time. Uh, you do notice the singer, and is Valindra Sparklebottom, which is uh, someone you do know from your past. We can allow you guys to uh, figure out what that exactly is in a minute. You notice a an imposing kind of figure that's sitting uh, with the cards, like at the card table. He's a human male. He grins because he, he just won a hand, so he pulls in the chips. And as he smiles, you see that his smile are all filed down teeth. He also has an eyebrow ring that's a fishing hook. He has a confidence about him that is kind of dickish, but maybe there's some reasoning behind it. Sure. And he seems very proficient in what he's doing uh, at, you know, gambling at the table. Okay. Also on top of that, you see a... Actually, we'll go into it. Nick, where is your character sitting? My character, whose name is Chirp Wexley, is an all-black Kenku wearing a white button-down shirt, really low-cut, and a vest... And he has his arm in a booth around a tiefling woman. You could just tell that he is just talking her up 
a mile a minute. You know, one arm around her, the other arm swirling around of a drink. I like to think that she's not having any of it. She's not a fan and he's getting the hint. So his eye is starting to wander and keep an eye on what else is going on in the Kraken's Folly. So that that's kind of like what you're seeing. There are a lot more characters here, but that's a couple of the people that you are seeing. And again, there's a bunch of card games, dice games, darts. There's tens of people that are in here. Krusk, what are you doing after this pool game is over and you see that your wife is surveying and giving a little bit of a look of recognition to the singer? Oh, I'm definitely uh, half arguing with her. Darling, you know, playing games like this ain't no fun with you. I have no idea what you're talking about. You know exactly what you did. No, I don't know exactly. I have no idea. Krusk and Charlotte, married couple from around the area, good people. We heard that Lady Silverhand herself has hired both of them to search for the same information you're looking for. Honestly, if they get it or you, it will still go to the same good place. So, if you find yourself in trouble, you can find allies in the two of them. They will not be hard to find. They are very affectionate. Gods of chance and whatnot. It was lucky, darling. It was just chance. It was just, I mean, you know, it was just, it was skill. It was really what it was. It was skill. Right, right, right. And as we're arguing, it's it's one of those, like, very comfortable arguments. So I'm just leaning up against the table, and I'm also looking around the room. Is there, like, a, a break happening soonish in this sort of set? Uh, around this time, uh, they announced before the last one that this is going to be their last song for now, and then they'll be on in a little bit afterwards. What is the name of this song that's currently going, Kelly? Oh, it's called Valindra, Valindra, Valindra Sparkle. And um, I created the title myself, and I finish it with a very high A, like five octaves higher than it should be. And hopefully the whole room notices. I think the whole room will when all of their glasses break. <laughs> uh, fantastic. And then I do like my stereotypical kind of flourish, which is the Valindra way, which is a bunch of prestidigitation sparkles everywhere. And it's super extra. Please make one more performance check because I want to check to see if something happens. Okay, uh, that is a 24. Ooh, cool. You nice. hit that high A, and as soon as you end it, you hear like a what the shit as someone's glass is broken <laughs> in their hands and they start to put it onto the table. Apparently, you, you hit just the right note and uh, kind of ruin this guy's drink, but... There's going to be drinks a-flowing. He won't know any better. But yeah, you do the floors. You get some claps. You get some cheers. Uh, they're obviously excited for what you're going to be doing next because the show so far has been amazing. But it's probably good that this ended about this time because in the back you hear a, Hey, get out of the way. Get out of the way. We have some coming through. You, you by the pool table, back up. As you watch that, there's a small figure walking by. This one is someone you saw on the way in. This guy is uh, Krusty Nash. Uh, he's a dwarf male. Old, grizzled, crusty beard, scar above the right eye, like gray and red spidery hair, and like black leather jacket that's just a bit worn. He is uh, obviously a looker, and he is leading the way where you see that there are two figures carrying a large chair. John, James, who are you playing, and what do you look like? You see that one of these figures carrying the chair uh, isn't so much carrying it as sort of delicately balancing it as the other one does uh, the, the bulk of the work. This uh, person is probably about uh, three feet 
tall. They're dressed in a dark cloak, but you can see uh, from underneath the cloak, there's a bit of a silver shimmer of, of scales that move out as they move around. Oh, hold on, I got it over here. Placing uh, two clawed hands on, on the sides of this chair uh, as it makes its way through the room. Finally, I think the chair hits a point where it tips a little bit and it forces this figure to scamper very quickly to the other side and uh, their hood falls back for a second as it catches it. And you can see a sort of smoky black uh, and silvery scaled face with two very piercing blue eyes on a young kobold male. And uh, what is this kobold male's name? Scratch. And uh, who's the other figure carrying this chair, John? So you currently see in kind of like a ratty brown leather cloak kind of like covering his whole body and the hood is up. You kind of see the features of what looks like an older human male and he's just kind of walking and being like, well, you gotta get your side all together over there. You go, oh, you just, you messed it's it all up. It's gonna get. Oh, you gotta, you gotta live from the knees. You gotta get down deep and lift from the knees. My knees are at your ankles. <sighs> and he's just kind of like arguing back and forth with this kobold, holding, trying to carry on to this chair as best as he can. Okay, well, this chair is a Sit Boy 5004. This Sit Boy is very Lazy Boy inspired. Magnus Burnsides himself made this chair. It includes all the bells and whistles. It's a red leather recliner with espresso brown wood accents. There's a handle on the side that extends the footrest. There's a magical coil in the seat that warms the cushion and is voice activated. Also, flip up the right armrest and find an Everfrost cup holder to keep your beverage cool. Quote unquote, Mr. Travis McElroy. So this is a Magnus made chair that you are bringing in for the owner of this establishment, Captain Dusty. Someone's got a sign for this. I was wondering if I could make a request too, because Valindra comes from a family of chair makers. Would she witness this chair? Is it distinguishable? Everyone notices this chair going through, and you coming from like a chair-making profession, you know the work of Magnus Burnside's. Great, so I'm a sparkle bottom, very, very aware of the Burnside legacy. Fantastic. So I see this chair and I'm like, <gasps> as it comes in. You hear a couple of gasps as well, of just like some following suit with you, even though they don't know what they're gasping about. And there's a couple with a hint of like, I know what that is. This chair came from ChairCon, which was a <laughs> convention going on not that long ago. Captain Dusty uh, ordered this chair specifically, and you are to deliver it. Ah, come on this way. Just come on. All right, all right, I'm coming. It leads you up the stairs. So you're now carrying this large recliner chair up the stairs. Uh, please make... Mm, justify a roll of what you'd be using to do this. <laughs> oh boy. Lifting up a chair? Yeah. Uh, up the stairs. Not not exactly my specialty with Same. a minus three strength modifier. <laughs> I have a seven strength, so this is going to be I bad. rolled a 20, get me a 15. It's not going to get better than that, folks. <laughs> oh, well, I rolled a one. Oh. Okay. So... <laughs> So as you guys are pushing up, uh, who decides to go first and carry it? And who's the one in the back? I'm guessing the cobalt uh, scratches yeah, I'm the back. I'm up front. I'm up front. Oh, you're up front. Okay. So, so you're lifting me. up. And as you're lifting, you're, you're focusing a lot on uh, your companion's strength, which just started to fail. And you start scampering down the stairs. I need to make a dexterity saving throw, both of you, please. Oh, well. oh my God. Please destroy this chair in the first oh, well, that five minutes oh, of this no. campaign. Is anyone else terrified by what he means by voice activated <laughs> with no further explanation? <laughs> uh, that's a 23 from me. 
That would be a 15 from me. John, you haven't said the name of your character yet, right? No. So you start stumbling down the stairs and you fall on your ass and stop it right in time before it crashes into your face. And you see, like, as you peek over, Scratch also peek over and you slowly stand up. You pick it back up and you go back up the stairs a bit. And I'm just like, nobody saw anything. Meanwhile, I'm poking Charlotte and be like, you see that? You see those two over there? And Krusty I'm was like, I'm sobbing. I am sobbing. <laughs> Seeing a chair like that almost break. It's, it's, it's broken my heart almost. Darling, do you want to go maybe help them? I'd love to. Uh, I'll be right back. Okay, so as you guys are pulling it up and Krusty's about to ream into both of you for almost destroying Captain Dusty's chair, you watch as a, uh, a half-orc that was playing pool approaches the two of you. Uh, hi there. Uh, would y'all like a little bit of help here? I see you got um, a small friend here. Not really the type to be moving a big chair up some stairs like this. I run up behind and I like very emphatically, I'm very short, I'm a half lane, light foot half lane, so I kind of jump in. I'm like, oh my gosh, you almost just broke that chair. You need help. Excuse you need help. Me, miss, who are you? <laughs> I'm Valindra. Oh, okay, okay. So your name is not first name Captain? So I'm not delivering this chair to you? Excuse me. Um, I'm not delivering this chair to you. Just confirm for me, are you signing for this chair? Uh, yes. You're signing <laughs> for this chair. You're you're the person who's supposed to deliver the chair to? What am I doing bringing this chair upstairs if we're signing down here? I don't think she's the one. She's not the one you're looking for. She's been on the stage for like an hour. So can you help me lift the chair up the stairs, please? Yeah, I'd be happy. I'll happily lift the chair. No. I am the one you are delivering the chair to. A deception check, deception check, <laughs> with disadvantage because Krusty, who is helping to deliver his chair, is right with them. But if you can convince him that you are the person signing for this, then that's great. And uh, <laughs> John, please make an insight check. While everybody's rolling this, can I point out that Krusty and Dusty being a, a like fixture at the Kraken's Folly sounds like the worst kind of venereal disease that you could get there. <laughs> I know. This, this seedy establishment has... <laughs> Two people with the weirdest names. So how did that deception and insight check go? I rolled an 11 deception. I rolled a natural 20, so 28. Yeah, there we go. John, she full of shit. Yep. (laughs) And even Krusty pipes up and goes, you're not, you were part of the band. Like, there's, go back down there to get a drink. Miss, miss, you're, you're, you're a bard. Obviously, you might not be calling water deep your home. That's fine. Uh, here, it is a fine of 500 dragons to commit an act of fraud, which I believe you were just proposing. <laughs> He's technically correct. I appreciate, I really do appreciate your enthusiasm for uh, this fine craftsmanship. Scratch taps the chair, and as he does it, he, of course, taps the recline button, uh, which causes it to recline, striking both uh, gentlemen who are holding the chair in the face with, with the feet and the back of it. But I think we've got it from here. So thank you very much for your help. But, Lovely but meeting I want you. It. But I want it. No, no, no. But, that's not how this works. All right, sir, can we get this up the stairs, please? Goodness gracious. Krusty goes, come on, follow me, and leads you uh, to uh, Captain Dusty's quarters. While they're doing that, Nick, we haven't gone to you in a while, so what are you doing watching all this chaos happen? Well, uh, I believe that Chirp will have uh, realized that he has lost his op- his opportunity with this uh, beautiful tiefling, and he starts to slide out of the booth when a smaller half-orc comes over and goes, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for the and I say, and, and all, and Chirp goes, whoa, 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 whoa. 
Calm down, calm down. I told, I told you, boss, I'd get him his money. I'll get him his money. I swear, I swear it. Just give me a few days. I gotta go get it. Okay, 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 okay. Listen, listen. Let me just do my business here. Let me get my, let me, let me get my things. I'll come back and I'll get, and I'll get you your money. All right. I'll meet you at the port later. I need you to make a dexterity check, please. Mm-hmm. A nineteen. I rolled a natural 20. Damn you. What is this person's name? Would you call him Beto, Rito, Cito? Yeah, Cito. Let's go with Cito for the seedy establishment. You watch as Cito goes down and pulls out a hand crossbow before you can even grab yours and shoots a bolt straight into your shoulder. Ah. I need you to take two piercing damage, please. Well, at least that answers that question. Cito shot first. Cito shot shot first. first. I I I refuse. I refuse. This is a fine establishment. I will not fight you. I will get you your money. Please, please believe me. Next time, Chirp. And he starts to walk out. Did any of us see that? Uh, make a perception check, please. Oh, that was a horrible perception roll. That was a six. You probably would have seen this. A couple of other people did, but they turn around and go back to their business and start drinking and such and playing cards. Hey, some guy got shot. That's hazard pay. <laughs> you hear from up the stairs, but as you go to turn, you notice that there is a very familiar human woman that is over by the pool table. Charlotte. Oh my gosh, Charlotte. I run over to Charlotte. My, I have huge tears in my eyes because I did not get what I wanted. And I go up to her in a blubbery mess and I hug her as my mascara is running down my glittery face and I let go. I go, oh, Charlotte, is, is that you? Is that you? Yes, and I absolutely am wondering how I ever could have forgotten that this was you. Absolutely, yes. Hello, how are you? I'm so good. It's so good to see you. It's been many years. Oh my gosh, it's been so many. Can I just sit in your lap for a second? Well, I'm standing, so um, uh, I think that'd be rather difficult to accomplish, but maybe some other time. Krusk's husband's senses are tingling. Okay, how is fate? How is fate going for you? Is fate in your favor? Because it's not in mine. Well, you know, tomorrow's mysterious ways, but I did just win at pool, so looks like things are are going favorably. Does, like, Tamora hate people who love chairs or something? No, big fan of chairs, Tamora. <coughs> no, just, uh, where the cookie crumbles there, I think. Actually, you just actually just met my husband. You, I hadn't, I hadn't met Cross yet when you last time I saw you. I think so. Oh, good, good job, girl. Yeah. Good job, good job. It's so great to see that some people are happy. It really is. Well, yeah, but you seem to be very happy. But not not thirty seconds ago when you were on stage. So, at least you know you can maybe get back to that. Oh yes, yes. I'm definitely not using my creativity to overshadow deep dark sadness. Sure. Yeah. That seems like an honest thing to say. A man just got shot. Did you see that? Um, did I see that? Uh, make a perception check. So that's a six in total. Uh, who got shot? I don't know. No. I didn't see that, actually. Is he alright? Do you think he- I don't know. Everything's just going so wrong and I just want to help or, or just to put some good in the world at this point because because it, I broke a man's glass and it got in his face when I hit my high A and I just don't feel great about myself right now. Oh, okay. So why don't we why don't we go and check on our, our little bird friend over there? And okay. um I am going to see if I can find a bartender with a Valium for you and 
Let's go What's on. a Valium? It sounds like my name. I like it. Yeah, I think you would, wouldn't you? So, um, let's head in that direction towards our small kinky friend who's bleeding, I assume. He still has his drink in his hand and like he's going for one sip and then he'll it's strong alcohol, so he's just pouring it into his wound real quick. It's just like ah oh, that's better. Oh, that's not medicine. Oh okay. He like tilts his head back and he's like He's like jerking his neck up and down, like trying to get the drink down his his throat. (laughs) It's like falling out the side of his beak and but he wipes it away and then immediately tries to put on a like a devilish like suave what smolder, can you say? I don't know. A smolder. I'm also going through a little bit of sadness that we don't use video because (laughs) I want everyone to be able to see. We're going to be making a gif of that later. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chirp, you see that there is a uh, human woman and the bard uh, halfling that was uh, with the band are there approaching. Oh, hello. Hello, ladies. How, how, how are you doing? Hello. I'm doing okay. I just happened to notice that you're bleeding. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I, I was bleeding. I was. Yeah. What, um, so but it's good now. It's good now. Yeah, it's mostly it's mostly alcohol. Were you yeah. asking us how we were doing because yeah, you're not how, doing I, okay? You're bleeding. I, I believe I am bleeding. I'm, I am. I am. Really, I'm, it's, it hurts really, really bad. Are you making fun of me? No, 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 no. <laughs> Why are you doing no, no. my voice? I would, I am. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm a, I'm a Kenku. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. It's just in my nature. I, I just mimic the voices around me sometimes. I don't it's... know what kind of insult a Kenku is, but you certainly are one. Oh, <gasps> oh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I mean, Vinicius, no, that's not, that's not, oh no, that's not what he meant. No, that's, that's, that's what he is. Kenku. That's a thing. What's a Kenku? I've never heard of it. Oh, that is me. I am a Kenku. I am a bird-like creature, uh, as you can see. He, like, picks, <laughs> like, plucks his feathers on his shoulder, um, like, right, like, clearing the blood over the cut, over the wound. Um, d- is there any way that either one of you can heal me? Do you know, uh, can you, uh, help me out here? Yes, I can actually, I can fix that for you if, you, if you'd like. Oh, I would love that, darling. Thank you so, so much. I actually quite like this. Could I roll an insight check on him? Because Valindra's very upset right now. Absolutely. That was only a 10. Uh, what were you trying to insight? I was trying to see if he was trying to make fun of me, and if he wasn't, then she might end up liking this more, because she likes the idea of somebody sounding like her. You're not quite sure. Uh, this is new information to you, and you can't really tell if they're pulling your leg or not, so that's up to you to see how you take it. Okay. So as uh, Charlotte goes towards uh, healing Chirp, you hear a, uh, Captain, we have your chair here. And you hear from the inside, Oh, great. Uh, open the door, please. Come on in. You see that Krusty opens the door, and you walk inside the Captain's Quarters. The Captain's Quarters is relatively nice. Like, the rest of the place looked nice, but kind of in that way that you're trying to make a place that doesn't look great look better, but it doesn't quite hit. This place actually looks really nice. She spent quite a bit of money here, and this chair would actually belong quite well in this room. You walk in and you see that there is a woman there, relatively young, dark black hair, human, about average height or so, two rapiers at her sides, and you see that there is also a holstered firearm 
Yep, uh, right over here, please. Thank you. Uh, come on in. All right, this way. This way, boys. Come on. All right, I got it. You got the other end, Ricky. Doing good over there. Uh, you know, this this fella's doing great. <laughs> now, I love the fact that you're just standing next to me as I'm holding it. You're like, yeah, yeah I got it. Don't worry. Yeah, I, I, I slap him on the butt. <laughs> He's doing great. Don't worry about it. And then Charlotte's wife's senses start tingling. <laughs> There's a disturbance in the force. As he starts to lead in, she goes, all right, uh, what do I need a sign or anything? Uh, so right here, and I need you to check here and initial here. Scratch? Yes, that is the name that it says on my name tag. Last I checked, you were not a delivery man. What are you doing here? Well, uh, you know, everybody's got to make a living, so I take on a few odd jobs now and then. You're pretty lucky, though. Uh, since we know each other, I think uh, think you're only going to get away with 150 extra dragons for hazard pay and obviously having to bring in an outside consultant. <laughs> <laughs> she gives you just this piercing look of no bullshit. Scratch, I'm going to let that go because you helped deliver this fine chair from the finest of creators. Here's what I will do, though. I'm not going to pay you uh, because... <laughs> no. But I will not kick you out if you would like to go downstairs and gamble, play some cards, play some darts or anything. Uh, Oh, well, excuse me while I'm knocked down by your generosity. Normally, I'd kick you right out. You don't belong here. Excuse me. Is there somewhere I could go to freshen myself up? There's a washroom down the hall, second door on the left. Oh, perfect. Thank you, darling. Thank you. And I walk away. I am wounded. Wounded. You you got murderers down there. You got murderers and, and, and thieves and, and brigands. Scores of brigands. And I have a thief standing right in front of me right here, too. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Hi. Nice to see you again, too. I guess. It's not. But thank you for the chair. If you would like to take your friend, um, sorry, we didn't meet, but hello, Captain. If you would like hello. to go downstairs, feel free to enjoy the wares. And then when you're done, please get out. Okay, thanks. And then starts pushing you out the door. She's just not going to pay, pay you fellas for your hard work here. She's just, is this normal for y'all? Close this door behind you. <sighs> She'll pay. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Uh, my name's Krusk. Uh, name's Scratch. Uh, that, that, that's Thomas. Uh, you, not not really a friend, but uh, we've been traveling together over the past couple of days to deliver that chair, which was not light, I can tell you that. You come, come a long way uh, carrying a chair now? Uh, yeah, uh, well, from ChairCon. It's kind of a thing, you know, uh, upper crusty nobility types get real into sitting down. I ain't got nothing else to do, right? <laughs> uh, tell me about it. So, uh... You look like the adventuring sort. Uh, there any work around here? There, there's always work to be found in uh, Waterdeep. You just gotta know who to ask. Well, I might be asking. Buy you a drink? I would be amenable to that. Let's uh, let's go to the bar. So as you turn around, you watch as the uh, the other figure who is with you goes into the washroom. Mm-hmm. John, I would like you to roll a. Justify a roll for me. Oh, God. <laughs> dexterity? I would say probably dexterity. Wait, is this a bathroom trip? Yeah. Let's go with a dexterity check, please. 19. Okay, so you watch as this figure goes into the room, and within about five seconds comes a completely different person. John, what do you, what do you look like? So what was walking in as this hunchback of a human man now stands completely tall and upright and has very dark purple skin and is a half-drow. Walking out of the bathroom, you see a man whose name is Petros. 
He has long, bright white hair tied back into a ponytail that has black streaks going through it. The tip of his right ear is actually sliced off, and his other ear has a whole bunch of uh, golden earrings looping around the entire top of it. His earlobes are both pierced with hoops. His nose is pierced with a hoop. And from his right earlobe to his nose, there is three golden chains that go across connecting. He wears a long purple and white checkerboard coat with golden embroidery that's connected with three golden chains with pearls all across it. He has knee-high white and gold boots and has a buckle in the shape of two daggers crossed over a pair of lips. And he walks out and says, Ah, that is so much better. Hello. (laughs) Is your friend a vampire now? Krusk, you could have sworn when this person went in, there's no amount of time that could have passed that would have caused this transformation to happen, but it did. That's a, uh, that's a neat trick you got there, fella. Oh, I thank you. You are a very strong, if I do not say so myself. Popping up between the two of them, uh, Scratch like puts up a claw. All right, all right, all right. Look, she knows I'm here. She doesn't know that you're here. It's time that we go downstairs before that fact gets discovered. Of course, yes. Let us go downstairs. All right, so the three of you uh, head downstairs back to the main hall. And as soon as you are going down, you see that there's a little bit of uh, aftermath here. You see that there's a Kenku that is looking at their arm wing. It's arm. Sure. Feathery arm. I can't fly. Like, you know, patting it and stuff, smiling in a weird bird bee kind of way as your wife Charlotte and the bard who was over there. I was going to say, as soon as we get within range, I ping Charlotte. Darling, come meet me at the bar as uh, soon as you can. Absolutely. This is a form of telepathy between the married couple. Oh, okay, cool. We've got very fancy wedding rings. Can I just be keeping my eyes out as much as I'm like healing Chirp and possibly talking Mr. Sterico Valendra down a cliff? Can I just make sure that I'm keeping an eye on the imposing figure from before with the fishhook eyebrow ring? Absolutely. You're keeping an eye. He seems to be looking around as well. It seems he is surveying the area too. There are a couple of people who, when they talk to him, they're treating him with respect. Uh, he seems to be someone who may work here. Can I ping Krusk and say, Darling, I don't know if you've noticed him, but there is a man at one of the tables who's got sort of a very um, interesting uh, eyebrow accoutrement. Uh, yeah, the fish hook boy. <laughs> yeah, yes. Do you know him from the last time or maybe when you were in Waterdeep Glass? He seems like he's important, but he's, he's pinging up a sort of sense in me, so I don't think we should keep him out of sight. Krusk, you make a history check. 18. Nice. The description seems familiar, but this is probably not one of the people you would have been hanging out with when you were here. Not as I hang out with, with my backstory, would I have run into him? If you did, it's a slight memory, but there's nothing like solid. Do I see John's character coming down the stairs, and how much gold does he really have on him? <laughs> you see him walking down, and this is, I mean, he's legit. Oh, oh. Oh, uh, par- pardon, pardon, pardon me, ladies, pardon me, ladies. Um, um, I'm gonna, um, I'll just, I'll just be, and I already start walking towards, uh, towards John's character. Kelly, it's about to be the time of your next set. You're only gonna have like two or three songs that would be part of this set if you would, uh, like to start getting ready to do that. Yes, I turn toward Charlotte and I say, um, Oh, gosh, it's just so difficult dealing with fans who just wish they could be you, you know. But it's okay. Someday he'll learn. <laughs> I'm going to go finish up my set. Sweetheart, it's so good to see you. And I just, like, touch her cheeks. I'd, I'd have to lean down. I'm quite tall for a human woman, so I'd have to sort of lean down for that. 
And just to describe uh, what Valindra looks like a little bit, she loves glitter. It's her thing. But she looks like Kate Beckinsale meets a puppy dog. That's it. That's her description. Um, so <laughs> a short little Kate Beckinsale meets a puppy dog. So she runs back on to the stage to get ready. Do I have like glitter? It's oh. not going to go away. It's no. going to stay there forever. You're definitely going to glitter isn't now. It? Yeah, it's your life, Nelly. Yep. Um, so you just live with it's that. It's like herpes. Forever. Okay, what I, go away. I do a Carrie Fisher and I put it in my hair. <laughs> nice. Chirp, you start running over and starting going to the stairs where Petros and Scratch and Krusk meet at the bottom of the stairs. Oh my god. You look beautiful. I just have to say, I could not keep my eyes off of you from the other side of the room. Now this guy's just trying to sell you a haircut. Come on. No, 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 no. There will also be two agents working for the Zentarum, Petros and Scratch. They've worked together before. They have a history. So if you need to use that as leverage at any point, please do. Scratch has some feelings. And Petros loves to share his feelings with everybody. I'm going to kneel down and look him in the eyes and I'm going to say, Sweetie, do not try and scam a scammer. All right, all right. I'm not going to lie. I like your gold. It's really beautiful. Thanks. It's really just drawing my attention. It's just I appreciate um, that. I'm, okay, I just wanted to give you a compliment. I, I won't try to steal anything from you or anything. I just was like drawn to it. I had to come. I had to come over here. I had to come I do and have just to say, it. your feathers are beautiful. Oh, you know, we you, really you, do you. need to have this drink because... Oh, yeah, yes, this, yes, this of evening, course. Yeah, of course. I could, you know of what? Course, yes, I just scratch, finished this course. one. I, I can also go for a drink. You guys want to get for a drink? Really, I don't remember inviting you for a drink. Oh, you just said we were going to go for a drink. We needed to get a drink. That was your direct quote, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Petros is already walking away towards the bar. <laughs> you, you know, he, he's got you there. You, you did say, let's get a drink. I mean, okay, let's go get a drink. I'm going to go with you guys to get a drink. So while this uh, is going on and Valindra is doing these next couple songs, would you guys like to do any games? Would you like to just be drinking? Would you like to just converse and hang out with each other while maybe you would be going towards your mission in some respect? Yes, I I think what Scratch is going to be doing, he he speaks, you know, a, a lot of different languages. And he is sort of like, while this drinking and carousing is happening, and when he's not trying to uh, prevent folks from getting, like, too close to Petros, he is uh, scanning the room to hear, like, try and overhear any conversation that might be pertinent to his mission. Okay, make a perception check, please. Twelve. You're listening in and you hear a conversation at one of the card tables that is more about the game that's at hand and someone just being cheated and making an off comment of, if only I could get some of that horde, that'd be that'd be great, but you know, what are we gonna do about that here? And then you start listening over to like one of the dice tables, and this person is begging to continue playing, but they're just out of money, and the dealer is not having any of it. And then you look over to the dartboard, and you know, you see just someone kind of flicking some darts, not doing too great, just kind of throwing it around. You also notice when he goes to get the darts, he's walking at an angle that doesn't even make sense for this boat. So he is probably very drunk. And then over towards one of the tables off to the side, you see about three or four halfling women. Uh, they're all drinking merrily and you know, arms over each other. And one of them gives another one a noogie. And they're playing an, their own kind of card game at the table. They, they seem to be having a, a gathering for themselves. Mm-hmm. You hear these kind of conversations going on. The closest thing that you could really gather is someone's talking about the horde, but seems to be at a loss of like even getting anything. Right. Okay. 
Uh, is anybody else doing anything else during this time that these songs are going on? I would love to do the thing that Valindra does, which is um, as she sings a song to everybody in the bar and goes up to them and puts her arm around them and does prestigitation and does beautiful sparkles, she activates for a minute her detect thoughts to hear what everybody in the room thinks of her performance, and often she finds out other things when this happens. So she's actively trying to see what people think of her singing. Well, first off, let's make another performance check to see how this one goes. That's a 15. So what are you singing currently? Oh, I'm singing one of my new shanties that I just wrote five seconds ago. And what would that be? What is it called? And what does it sound like? It's called The Luck of My Eyes. And it has to do with how luck and fate tend to fall into the hands of those that seek it. How a chair is, is, is simply a chair of those who who wish to see it that way can can pertain it with that, that levity. And I, I just sing, I just sing the song about a young woman who changed my life, who told me how fortune's fate would be in my hands and how when you wish to have a chair, you take it. There's like, there's not a lot of deep metaphor or like anything <laughs> in this. She's singing blatantly how she feels. Is there a bird in the story? Or is yeah, there a bird, a bird in the gets song? shot. <laughs> a bird gets shot in the song. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then it flies out at the sky because it wishes it could be like the singer. That's literally what's happening. I would like to roll a perception check to see if I know that she's just singing about what's happening right now. Yeah, sure. Make a uh, make a perception check. Oh no, it's it's only a thirteen. You you kind of get a little glimpse of it, especially looking at Charlotte, and both of your heads kind of cock at some of the lyrics that are coming out. And as you see her like sitting on a patron's lap. Uh, arm around bird in the sky dead the the old man is just kind of shakily drinking his glass and putting it down wondering what she's singing about but it's fun sure but with your detect thoughts make a general perception check 12 you're hearing some people wondering what the hell you are actually singing about you actually get a little ping off of charlotte of just a the slight little little cock of the neck of like, hmm, okay. But everyone seems to actually enjoy the voice and the tone and the, the rhythm to it. But the lyrics just aren't nailing as much. <laughs> but they're, they're enjoying themselves. You do get a little bit of an extra little thing of, I can't believe that guy came in with a box of rocks expecting anything from that. Interesting. Who do I hear that from? You're looking over the audience, and with the kind of general perception, you don't really know where it came from, but you, you do get it in the in the mess. Okay, I begin to sing, la 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 la, rocks box, la 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 la, rocks box, and I just can't, I just start singing it. Okay, I see people start turning around and kind of weirdly going with the beat of rocks box, and since there's actually words that they can like associate with, you do like a little chorus verse thing back and forth, and you hear like, rocks, rocks box. <laughs> Rocks box. Eventually the song finishes up and you get a few claps here or there. What is everyone else doing? Petros, what are you doing? And uh, Scratch. I went to the bar and I would order my favorite drink, which is a martini. And I would order Scratch's favorite drink, whatever that is. That's that's just a, that's a whiskey neat. Whiskey neat. And then I turn to uh, Krusk and I'm like, and what are you drinking, sir? They got a real nice ale here called the Kraken. 
I'm pretty sure it's just a bunch of ales mixed together, but it's all right. No, 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 no. If you're ordering the Kraken House Ale, they're definitely watering it down. Believe me. <laughs> you know, I, I'm sure they are. Well, you let me know if you need that refilled. What about you, my feathered friend? What are you drinking? Um, I don't know. I'm thinking about changing it up. Uh... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Do they have like a white wine spritzer? Like a white wine spritzer? I feel a little spritzy today. Yeah, you know? the Kraken is definitely a place that carries a nice white wine spritzer. I don't know. This is the first time I've ever been here. It's definitely not a place you you'll get attacked shot if you order it. A minute ago. <laughs> You hear a clamoring up the counter of the bar and you see the freckled-faced, braided-haired gnome kind of look over the side and go, Yeah, we have that. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. See, see, see. Okay, I have one of those. Please. You got it. And then she gets down, grabs the drinks, and you see uh, her and the man behind the bar have a rhythm to them. And while they're walking past, she slaps him on the ass as he throws a glass over. She catches it, starts pouring. They have a team going on. You you start to deduce the fact that they're together and they kind of just run this bar together. I love seeing that kind of stuff. Romance. Lovely to see. You get your drinks. We won't worry about the, the money portion for this. So I'll, I'll, I'll basically drop whatever money it costs on the table. I got the money. Sure. It's fine. Uh, I'll put it down and then I will hand uh, scratch his glass and I'll like kind of kneel down and put my hand on his cheek and go, let's do some mingling and give him a wink as in my signal for it, let's get this job done. Bucky's gonna eat everybody. <laughs> uh, Scratch's scales like flutter a little bit with that. Like it's like a shiver runs down his spine. He's like paused for a minute, uh, sort of in that gaze and that glance. And then he sort of snaps out of it and downs the whiskey real quick. Right, right, work. And then I hand uh, Scratch his white wine spritzer and I boop him on the beak. No, and then I just. Chirp. Oh, no, no, chirp, chirp. Chirp, I boop, chirp on the beak, and then I walk into the crowd to see who I can hear and get some information from. Uh, make a perception check. 21. You're listening around. You start hearing the same kind of conversations that are that were going on before. And then very quickly as the music drops, you hear a series of very pleasurable moans coming from upstairs. And then also, like a minute or so later, you watch as two figures are walking down the stairs. Uh, One seems to be a uh, hooded tabaxi, and another person seems to just be, you know, like Turk from like Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Like that, that one person who's just always around, and it's kind of like a dope. You see that guy, and while they're walking away, he goes, "I, I mean, thanks for the, thanks for the deal." Appreciate it. I just thought it was a bag of <laughs> box of rocks, but I get you know, do whatever you want with it, man. And you hear the tabaxi go, Yes, yes, it's not a problem. If you would kindly get out of here now so I can conduct more business, that would be great. Bye-bye. See you later. And you watch as the man who kind of stumbles over himself and pushes out as he walks out the entrance that you all came through. And the tabaxi sits over at a game of cards. Cool. So hearing that, you see a very sinister smile appear over Petros as it's music to his ears and he makes his way upstairs. Okay. You start to make your way upstairs. What is everybody else doing? I am standing at the bar next to Scratch, idly talking for a minute. So you and uh, you and the tall Hafdra or uh, is that a, like thing, like official thing y'all are? No, not an official thing. <laughs> okay. I just saw the way you looked at him and, you know, I understand that look. 
Petros is the type of guy who's got an official thing with the whole world. Uh, one of those, okay, I yeah, yeah. know a few people like that. Got a few in my family like that. The second Petros leaves and uh, the allure of his shiny gold decoration, Chirp starts to uh, obviously lose interest in this like conversation, and he's going to walk over to the card table that he just saw the tabaxi go towards. And on the well, way- make over- a perception check, because that was not your perception. That was Petros. Mm-hmm. I would also like to see if I saw that. And is that person in any close relation to Mr. Eyebrow? Uh, you need to class- clarify a little bit with Mr. Eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> Who else has a giant eyebrow, like, fish hook thing? Oh, I oh, don't know his name. I'm just going- off of your own description. I mean, I thought you were bashing me for, like, my giant eyebrows. I don't know. And I have I have more to go on once Nick is done here. I got a 16. A 16. You do see the tabaxi come down. You may have missed the person walking out, like, no uh, connection, but you do see a tabaxi sit at the table. He is sitting at the same table with Mr. Eyebrow, but they don't seem to be talking. They're just gathering into a game. But did I notice the tabaxi coming down? Make a perception check. Mostly because normally in D&D there's one party. I would just have one person roll this, but since you all are acting individually here, we will be able to scatter the rolls. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a 20, but it's not natural. It's just with my... That's fine. You definitely see the tabaxi come down, and you also saw a little bit of them chattering from downstairs and watch the guy leave. Okay. And because I've had my eye on uh, Mr. Eyebrow, I am just going to let cross where I'm going, and then I'm going to sort of slide into that table and see if I can get into whatever game is going on. Yeah, there's definitely seats. So uh, let's see, we're going to have Chirp. We're going to have Charlotte. We will have Mr. Eyebrow, better name than what Joe and I came up with. And also this random tabaxi. Uh, As you both sit down, invite yourselves to the table, they offer you the seats and you will start to play. Petros, you go upstairs, uh-huh. and what are you doing? I'm trying to hear where those sounds are coming from. Okay, make a perception check, please. You about to get into somebody's business. A 24. You keep an eye out, and there, it's kind of hard to hear things with the music going on downstairs, especially with the dulcet tones of uh, Valandra? Valindra. No, Valindra, thank you. Uh, Valindra Spark- Sparklebottom. Valindra Sparklebottom. There you go. Jesus, that name is just good. It rolls off the tongue. You hear the dulcet tones go through, and you hear as she hits a higher note, so does somebody else and another person from three rooms down on your left. The same note? You hear it coming from two other people. Sorry, I'm not there. I don't hear it. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go up to that room. Okay, you go up to the room and put your ear against the door. You hear quite a few different sounds going on. You hear multiple people. You can't even distinguish a number of people. And you also hear a very distinguished, smooth voice. You can't make out any words, but it is a very smooth voice. I want to try and sneak in that room. Well, you go to the lo- uh, go to the knob, and you go to turn, and it is locked. Hmm. hmm. I'll knock on the door. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Because I feel like this is a very important question. How do you knock? I'll do just like a... You hear... You look like at the slit of the door that is propped open, and you see a pair of steel eyes on a face with a slightly purple tinge. Dark hair. And you can notice a little bit 
that this person is shirtless. May I help you? Maybe perhaps you can. (laughs) (laughs) What is your business knocking on this door? I happened to hear some sounds that I found intriguing. Figured that I'd maybe make myself known. Perhaps I can be of assistance. Well, I seem to be full up for now. Alright. I'll be around. What is your name? Petros, darling. Good to know. Cool. I go back downstairs. As you are doing that, uh, there's currently a card game going on. This game is called The Gambit of Ord. I would like to thank Lauren from Dungeon Drunks for uh, introducing me to this. This is one that has been seen on Critical Role with a little hint of Lauren Urban or Ovo Crazy with the rules here. You will roll a d4, a d6, and a d8, and you hide the total to yourself. Let's do that first. Is it possible to do something that won't affect the game while we're rolling? How so? I wanted to do it on the walk over to the card table, but as I was listening to Valindra's beautiful song, and I recognized the song lyrics had a bird in it, I want to cast message to her. Okay. And say maybe like in the middle between songs. Okay. I don't want inter- to. I don't want to interrupt her beautiful performance. Hi, I'm. I, I, I'm so sorry. I don't. I don't. I don't mean to be. I don't mean to intrude. But we got off on the wrong foot. I'm chirp. Chirp. We met before. I just happened to hear that you were singing. And that's where it gets cut off because message only has twenty five words. That's all you hear. Ah. Uh, okay. You hear back. You poor fan. That's it. <laughs> When, wait, when this is only has 25 words? 25 mm-hmm. words and you can cast it every six seconds. Yep. Probably should have read that a little bit more. <laughs> it's all good. I... I'm glad I knew it because <laughs> it just makes it funny for me. Uh, so you will bet to see who has the higher number. Uh, you can fold out if you if someone bets before you that's going to be a little bit too high for you and you don't think you'll win. Or you can try and bluff. That's cool too. And we can use D&D to try and help that if you like. You can try and intimidate or persuade or something along those lines. Or deceive. Then the house or the, the person dealing will roll a D8. And if you have a die that matches the number that's on the die, that number is no longer valid. So as an example, say you roll a one, a two, and a three. So your total is six. And then the house rolls a three. All threes across the table are no longer valid for your totals. So instead of a six, you now have a three total. Kind of get that? Yeah. I like it. That's a cool game. We'll start with the tabaxi. And tabaxi looks down, kind of peeks out of the hood. And you can see this is an older tabaxi. Brown and black fur, green eyes, relatively thin. Looks over. One gold piece for me, please and then puts a gold piece on the table. Charlotte. So I am going to look down at my cards and make sort of like a, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put a gold piece in. Okay, put a gold piece in. Uh, Mr. Eyebrow looks up, gives an eyebrow, like just kind of raises it, looks around, looks at the cards. Hi, right, Mel, thank you very much. Then Chirp, it is up to you. There's one gold uh, to stay in. I'd like to match that bet. So everyone throws in one gold. The pot is three gold currently uh, because Mr. Eyebrow bowed out. And then the person running the table, uh, James, what does this person look like? This person running the table, I think uh, it is a high elf that's got slick backed hair and kind of a greasy demeanor. Uh, They could be played by a young Steve Buscemi. (laughs) They've got a pencil thin mustache and like kind of predatory looking eyes. We're going full John Waters. I love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's John Waters and Steve Buscemi have the unholy child that they always should have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that everyone has their bets, then I'm going to roll this die, and whenever the die comes up with, and uh, then that's the number that go, and it goes out. Great, awesome. Eight. If anyone has any eights, those things are next. Let's go over to you. Eclipse, what's your total? The tabaxi, who is now referred to as Eclipse, goes, My total is a 13. You there, miss. Uh, what's your total? 16. 16. Ah, Eclipse, she got the better of you. And uh, what about you, feather friend? That's going to be a 13 for me, too. 13. All right. Well, then it looks like the pot goes to, uh, uh, what's your name? Uh, my name's Charlotte. Charlotte, uh, here you go. Here's uh, three gold. You had two gold richer. Thank you very much for playing. If you want to keep continue playing, this is great. And around this time where he's uh, closing up shop, Petros, well, not closing up shop, closing up the round, Petros starts walking down the stairs as Valinda is also finishing the last song of her set. Krusk, what have you been doing this entire time along with Scratch? I want to say I've been looking through the room because I want to see if I've noticed anyone from my heyday that I would know would have a connection to... Your target? Yeah, to the target. Okay. Please make a perception check. Modified 20. You look around and from your past of where you're from, this is out of game. Characters don't know this. Players, you'll know this. But from your time being a city guard member for Waterdeep in the past, you've come a lot, come across a lot of strange individuals, ruffians, uh, that kind of thing. And you look over and you give this guy who you've been kind of eyeing this entire time, Mr. Eyebrow, another look. And he turns just the right way and you go, uh, yep, I know this guy. This guy is called the shark, mostly because of his teeth and because he knows really how to run a gambling room. Uh, He knows how to take your money from you and wouldn't lead you on to think you'll lose. But by the time he's done, you're going to be, you know, your pockets are going to be emptied. One time ago, let's say a couple years ago, you ran into the shark while he was doing some street gambling uh, that wasn't really allowed at the time. And you nailed him for it once. You kind of gave him a warning and let him go. But you you have seen this guy before. I'm going to ping Charlie. I think you're you're sitting at the table with uh, somebody we might want to talk to. Oh, do we have a name enough? I know him as the shark. The shark, wow. You you call him Mr. Eyebrow. Mr. Eyebrow, I mean, between the teeth and the eyebrows, the dental work is actually probably the most striking thing. Should I go back in on this game? Yeah, stay there. I'll uh, I'll swing by in a minute. Okay, well, do you think he'll recognize you, my darling? I'm kind of hoping he will. Oh, Okay. Scratch, what were you doing? Say, Krusk, you uh, seem to mumble into your drink quite a bit. Oh, it's telepathy, love. Are you there with me? Uh, no, the way that their powers work is complete telepathy. There's no actual mumble. Yeah, but but she wouldn't be able to talk to me, right? I'm, I'm trying Correct. to fish that out of Krusk. Ah, yeah. I see, because he's just kind of staring off into the distance a little bit. Yeah, mumbling into his drink. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can tell when I'm doing it, because I assume that my just idle chatter is just like, it slows down for a minute. Yeah. It's like when you're trying to talk in text at the same time. Exactly, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, so what were you saying? <laughs> I was saying that uh, you tend to mumble into your drink quite a bit, which is interesting. Uh, why, why is that interesting now? Well, I don't know. Uh, just two people having a conversation here, and I seem to be losing you. It feels like you're watching something. You always got to watch yourself around water people. I'm sure you know that, being a, a man of the world. And all. No, 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 no. Of course, of course, of course. I'm just saying, you helped us out with the chair earlier, and I wasn't able to get you any gold, which I feel bad about. So, you know, if you're working a job or anything like that, I'm here to help. We we just uh, did that delivery, and that's the last bit of work that I got for a while. All right. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'm, uh, 
I'm keeping an eye on that uh, fellow over there with the, uh, the interesting facial accoutrements. Scratch is going to scan the room, look around where he's pointing. He'll he'll make a note of the shark, but also because his attention has been directed over that table, uh, he's going to see Eclipse. Son of a bitch. Oh, you, you know him now? Uh, no, 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 not that, that fellow, uh, the other one at the table. The, uh, the hooded fella? Tabaxi, yeah. Right, uh, who's that? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. Well, I've heard a lot of weird and wondrous tales in my life. You, uh, give me a shot. He goes by the name, uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Well, that's just, is that a stage name? Is he, uh, is he a performer of some sort? Nah, he's a professional, that's for sure. All right, so it flips back to the table, and Eclipse is currently looking up with the next hand uh, that's in front of him. Nick, Morgan, please make uh, another roll. Uh, Nick, also, if you want to continue being in the game. Yes, yes, I do. Does Mr. Eyebrow go back in? Uh, yes, he does. So if everyone has their numbers, everyone starts to bet. Since Eclipse bet the first time around, Charlotte, you bet. No, I think I'm good this time around. Okay. It goes over to the shark. Yeah, I think I'm going to stay in this one. Uh, I put in... Two gold, please. Chirp, what are you doing? I'm going to bow out on this one. And then it goes over to Eclipse and he goes, Yes, I'm going to be out too. Why don't you keep your two gold, Shark? Well, thank you very much. And takes in the two gold that he just put out. Petros, what are you doing? So I come back downstairs and I'm immediately looking for Scratch. Okay. You see Scratch is over by the bar with Krusk and currently looking at the table with the tabaxi with Mr. Eyebrow, Charlotte, and Chirp. Cool. I walk over to Scratch and I'm like, Darling, can I speak to you somewhere more private? Scratch, like, sort of perks up a bit, uh, looks over to Krusk. If, if you'll excuse me, but we'll, we'll, we'll get back to this business later. He just waves his drink at you. He's <laughs> like, all right. Uh, so yeah, try to find somewhere more private. You would notice that when you were upstairs, there was a room that was open with nobody in it. Cool. I'll go back up there. Cool. You go to head upstairs and Valindra, what are you doing? Your last song has just went. Everyone started clapping. A drink was also brought up to you by the bartender. How loud is the applause? How loud is Performance it? check. Okay. Okay. It's very important for Valindra. Oh, good. That was very good. That's a 25. Well, since it was the final song, you did your entire set and you hit it on a solid note. Everyone in the entire place starts clapping. Even the people that probably don't have the dexterity right now to even hit, have their hands hit each other. They're hitting like the, the table. They're banging everything. They're cheering. It was probably one of the best reactions to a song you've ever gotten. Fantastic. So uh, as I'm basking in the glory of this very like sad bar situation that I'm performing in because there's a lot of people who seem to be drinking and uh, not probably paying attention to me the way she thinks they are. Um, she kind of takes a moment, she enjoys that, and she's going to go right back to Charlotte if she's still sitting at that table. She is, yes she is. It, and just go over and sit in an empty chair she finds nearby and, and swing her feet over and go... Charlotte, I sang that last one for you. I know that nothing about you was in it, but just know that it came from the heart. Well, thank you. That's that's very sweet of you. Yes, yes. Um, it was quite nice. Yes. So, have you um in oh, have any winnings? It seems you've been doing quite well. I had the first game, but it appears that um was. I'm so sorry, Mister Shark, was I? Yeah, Shark's the nickname. 
Yes. Shark's a nickname. Well, it's lovely to meet you. I'm Charlotte. He quite bested us in the second round, so looking forward to the third. He gives a, a big grin, and you see the sharp, pointy teeth in his mouth, like, clench, and he goes, Well, I know my way around a table. What can I say? Clearly. <laughs> and then I whisper to her, like, I put my hand up towards her ear because I can pick up on something weird. And I go, did he, like, trick you or something? Because I will destroy him if he was not honest. No, it's okay. And I just sort of let down. So it's all right. It's is all right. it? Is it? Is it? Is it all right? No, it's okay. It's okay. It's totally fine. You know that if you're my friend, I will fight for you through and through. So I don't have much besides my own glory and my own personal effects. So I try my best to help those in need. That's very generous of you, considering that we met once five years ago. That you would consider me a friend. And I, I think that's that's a wonderful character trait. Uh, you haven't you haven't been thinking about that moment every night sense. Krusk, what are you doing at this point in time? Uh, Krusk has arrived to the ta- at the table at this point. Okay, so Krusk, uh, Valindra, Charlotte, Chirp, the shark, and Eclipse are all at this one table and Mr. Buscemi is like, oh, so uh, you guys want to join in as well? Are you guys uh, hopping on in? Please, Mr. Buscemi waters. <laughs> <laughs> it's hyphenated. <laughs> so uh, you guys want to hop into the game as well? Or what's going on? And Eclipse goes, I think I'm done for now, personally. I just wanted a little bit of a taste. I have to wander the floor for a bit. Are you sure about that? I think you would want to sit down and play. <laughs> Why are you going to play with us? Oh, no, I don't gamble or drink or do anything that's of any sort of ill repute. So... Do I get the sense that he likes Valindra or dislikes Valindra? Make an insight check. 21. You don't really get a sense of, like, like or dislike. It's as soon as she says that, you just see his eye and his eyebrow kind of perk up a little bit. Not Mr. Eyebrow, but he clips his eyebrow. Just kind of perk up and go, so if you do not do those things, is there anything that does interest you? It's just, you see, I'm... I'm an actor, and I love a good character study, and you intrigue me. So having you sit down and be able to watch your every move is just by far one of the most fascinating things I could think of tonight. Can I turn to him and say in Tabaxi that that is very strange? I don't know if Tabaxi have a language, but... According to D&D Wikipedia, they did. Almost everything has a language. Yeah, you guys are just meowing at each other. (laughs) Josh, can you please just record kitten? (laughs) Well, it's that accent has to be justified, so it's like... Yeah. I turn to him in in Tabaxi and... Eclipse, uh, that's that's quite strange. She wants to study you as a character? You speak Tabaxi. You're very... Ah, are you from Cholt as well? No, 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 but I've spent some time there. Hmm. Well, yes, she wants to study me. This is strange, I'm not going to lie. But people Excuse have me? Their interests. After yes. one minute of listening, I can mimic speech or sound of other creatures, so I'm actively waiting them to speak for a minute together to start mimicking all their sounds. Sure, it, about a minute passes in the middle of them talking. But can you comprehend this? No. Nope, I can just mimic. <laughs> okay. That's what I love. Starts talking. So, what does this language sound like? What are you mimicking? Yes, I am studying you. I'm studying. She is studying you. Why is she doing that? Because I'm literally saying what you guys are saying. So, I'm mimicking you guys. Why is she doing that? Why? why You know. And so I say to her, "Oh, you speak Tabaxi." In which language does he say this? In in Tabaxi. I continue. I continue. Oh, I respond in Tabaxi. I I don't. And then I turn back to uh, Eclipse and I say. is she is she mocking us or is I honestly can't tell. 
God. I, I Should I be sometimes, offended? I feel like we might. Uh, just sometimes with these people in this in this in this bar, it's just it gets to be uh, too much. I I, I miss Chult. I, I do. I really do. Uh, I oh, that was its own its own thing. You get into trouble, Chult. I'm just mimicking mm. everything they're saying as they're saying it. I'm just being a total nu- nuance here. Do you do you do you? <laughs> I, okay. I haven't been able to practice my tabaxi tongue in a very long time. I'm talking to Eclipse. Are you flirting with me? I don't. No, 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 not at all. But uh, I haven't been able to practice this, and it, it's good to keep up with the with the skill. Um, but I can't even understand what I'm saying with this woman repeating me. Do you want to go for a walk? Can I cast comprehend languages as I'm also doing this? Absolutely, yes. So I also do that as I had been performing that in kind of the guise and the idea that I can't understand what they're saying. I begin comprehend languages. The first thing you heard was Chirp going, I can't, you know, talk with this. Do you want to go somewhere? Well, I have some business to attend to myself. Uh, it was great getting to know you. I, uh, I'm i going to go wander the floor for a while. No problem. I give him a, I give him a handshake. Thank you. If, you. if you need anything, feel free to ask. I can help people in certain ways. So if you need anything, let me know. Any ways in particular? Hmm. I can make a few deals here. Noted. Might might take you up on that offer. Fantastic. And then he walks off. But where are you going? I was just beginning my character. <clears throat> oh, the nerve of some people. I know. I can't stand some tabaxi. They're just like, oh, God. They're just the worst. Hey, you. I see through you, just so you know. I see through everybody. I know. I know. You know, you know what? I don't know what you're talking about. He moves to the bar, and you can see that he leans over the counter and kind of finger waves the human bartender over with the one with the curly mustache. And he whispers something in his ear, and he, the bartender gives a look over to your table at the four of you, looks back at him, have a little conversation, and you see the bartender start fixing up some drinks. Eclipse sits at one of the stools that are there, which is actually like a barrel, like that you would see, you know, just kind of in the bottom of, uh, of a ship. One of the stools is a barrel, and he sits on that, leans back against the counter, and just like looking around the room. The bartender walks over with a platter of drinks. Your friend over there decided to gift you guys with some drinks, so uh, here you go, here you go, and starts handing out the drinks. And on the uh, one that is given to you, Chirp, there seems to be a piece of paper that is affixed to the bottom that's like stuck to the glass. Scratch Petros, let's check in on you. What are you guys doing? I think I spotted an old associate of mine downstairs. You know, the, the captain saw us up here where we're trying to keep things on the down low. So I think the more that we stay out of her way, the better. You still haven't been made yet. and That's really useful. That is very true. Yeah, I was actually thinking of speaking to her, but uh, maybe I should stay out of it. She's got a sharp eye, right? And if uh, she doesn't want us to get our hands on this information, she's going to do everything she can to get in the way. Frankly, I was surprised at how she reacted to seeing me again, but, you know, life's life, I guess. So then who was this other associate you were speaking of? Well, I could tell you his name, but I'm not sure you'd believe it. Try me. He goes by Total Eclipse of the Heart. You're right, I don't believe it. Well, that's what he goes by. You know, I, I actually think you two would really get along. He's got kind of the same sort of uh, charming air about him. I'm interested. So what do you think he knows? Well, with a guy like Eclipse, it could be anything. Yeah, he's a traveler, uh, sort of like us. He, he likes to collect information, uh, deal in all sorts of illicit things. 
This is exactly the sort of place that's his element. If anybody knows anything, there's a chance that he does. Well, then why don't we go take a little visit downstairs to this total eclipse of the heart? Sounds good to me. (laughs) Almost want to look up the lyrics to that song and start making puns. Don't worry, I pulled up a couple. So as you guys are finishing that up uh, simultaneously downstairs, Chirp, you have that note in your hand. Uh, Yeah, I want to just like kind of like yawn my shoulder back and like try to read the note in a direction that nobody can see. Uh, So you read the note. Please bring your friends upstairs. Second room on the left. We have business to discuss. Huge eye roll and just a big sigh. And I turn to Charlotte, I believe, who's standing right next to me. Uh, You have Charlotte, Krusk, and Valindra all standing next to you. I turn to Charlotte and I still whisper over to her. And I just say, I got a note from this tabaxi over here. A little hesitant to share the information with you, but it looks like I need you. He wants us to go upstairs and meet him in one of the rooms there. I I don't know why. He just passed me this note. I have I've never met him before in my life. Okay. Well, I think Kresk and I were thinking about going upstairs. Anyway, so if you don't mind, I would feel more comfortable coming with you to make sure that you know his feathers are you know not you're not allergic to him in any sort of way. I just you, we're, we're best friends, Charlotte. Don't forget. We're best friends. Oh, no. Right. No, I mean, if, um, Belindra, if you wish to come, then I suppose I cannot stop you. Oh, darling, it's so sweet of you to pretend like you were inviting me when I already knew I was invited. I appreciate the candor. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. Just keep making it seem like we're not friends for everybody else. Wink, wink. So out of the corner of your eye, you see Eclipse round the bar and start to head upstairs. Uh, and he goes towards the room that was mentioned. And as he's going, he notices that there is Scratch and Petros walking out of the room. And he goes, excuse me if ah. you both word. Oh, turn around. <laughs> we were just looking for you. Well, 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 look what the cat dragged in. Oh, because he's a cat. <laughs> That's a good joke. Yes. I had a few minutes to think of it. So thank you. <laughs> Eclipse turns around and sees that Valindra and everybody else is coming up the stairs. And he goes, uh, this is everyone. Please go inside. Take a seat anywhere you want. I believe we have business to discuss if my intuition is correct. Is this about you starting a band for me? Or are you all instrument players and I'm going to front man and you are all going to sing back up? And you're sure that she's part of this business? That we absolutely will be working with her? Uh, I may have made some assumptions, but maybe we can work something out too. But please, everyone inside. After you. Uh, okay. And then Eclipse walks into the room. I stare at his butt. I I sneer. <laughs> Catch that stare. Ooh. And in the most infuriating thing, Krusk immediately finds a seat and pulls Charlotte onto his lap. Well, what do we see when we go into this room? It's adorned with comfortable chairs, a table in the middle, uh, a a lot of, like, seating area to make it look like it is some type of conference or discussion room that people do business in. That's the kind of tone that's going on here. Also in the corner, you see that there is a box with some strange symbols on it and a bag as Eclipse goes over there, sits down next to what looks like to be his things. Can I take a look at the um, the symbols? Do I know what they are? Make a perception check, please. I would like to join you on that. Or rather, please, both of you, an investigation check, because that makes it a little bit better. While they're doing that, can I uh, position myself... Um, 
right by the door, and uh, I don't want to look at the, the ruins on the box. I kind of just want to survey the area in general, see if there's any maybe people hiding in the corner, if this is an ambush, or try to like survey my exits. Sure, you can make a perception check if you'd like. I got a 13. And Nick, what'd you get for trip? I got a 10. Okay, so you're keeping an eye out. Your head is kind of dipping in and out. As you hear Eclipse from behind you go, if you would not mind, we're going to be discussing very important, quiet business. So if you could close the door, please. This isn't one of those automatic locking doors, is it? No. If it was, he'd be in here with us, so. I was about to say, wouldn't that also trap him in here? Chirp suddenly realizes that it's more of us against one. Also, there is a big window right there, my fine feathered friend. I've seen birds fly into windows before. This could be a lethal situation <laughs> for a friend here. You have a point there. Wait, is that is that window open? I'm pretty sure that window's open. I can, I can guarantee just... you it is not. In this circumstance, it is definitely not. These windows are very clean. Don't fly into that window. If you want to test that theory, don't do it at speed. <laughs> I mean, in life, all windows, all windows should always be open if we're speaking metaphorically. We are not. We are speaking of a very Why literal, very literal window. There's an actual window <laughs> that we are pointing to right now. It is right there. Well, are we all are we all writing lyrics together? Isn't that why we are here in this room to sit around and write lyrics? I will say at least one of us is doing that. Yes. <laughs> I closed the door. <laughs> Philandria, I will say that I think there's something a little bit else going on. So if you if you want, you can. Maybe wait outside and we can do lyric writing later. Oh, I see. Yes, um, perhaps we'll write lyrics later. And I just slowly sit down in a chair. (laughs) (laughs) So Charlotte and Scratch, you both notice that the box is inscribed with birds and symbols of like wind and fire. Uh, Earth, earth, wind and fire there? No, no earth in there. Just air, wind, and fire. As before they found Earth. It's, you know, it's okay. It's the early days. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a, a box with those kind of symbols on it. It's pretty ornate. Uh, nothing really special about it otherwise, though. So, so no letters of any kind? No letters, no. It's not shiny? Nope. It's actually pretty dull. <laughs> I still keep my eye on Petros with his, with his golden ears. Uh, as you all sit down, Eclipse goes, I could imagine since you are all relatively new here, that you are here for a very particular reason. Probably a reason that I've been approached for all day today. Earlier on, I even had an associate of Wakonga from Cholt, two tabaxi and a gnome who are probably as dumb as this box of rocks here. I sing a song about that. Oh, oh, good. <laughs> it was lovely. We heard it earlier. You did quite well. Oh, yes, you, you did. I heard it from up here. It was actually very good. Uh, anyway... I would like to know who you all represent here. Because, let's cut the bullshit, you're all here to find out more information about the Horde, yes? You know, normally when you have people pull up to a table, you don't ask to see their hands. He's got the point. It's quite rude. I like to be honest. In which case, can I ask who perhaps you are dealing on perhaps of, or who you are here to represent? I think it's only fair. I represent a force greater than me, called the Dealer. Me, I am not the Dealer. I am Eclipse. I work for him. So I'm going to ping Krask, and I'm going to say, 
Lady Silverhand did say that we were supposed to meet with a dealer or find the dealer, get information from the dealer. And it seemed to me that that had both capitals on the T and the D. So She did say it in such a way, yes. She did say it and he did too. She did say that so many people would be hurt if we didn't find out this information. It was really important for us to get it. So might as well. I mean, what's the worst that could happen, really? That's true. You know, if not, we just bail. Well, everyone else is thinking Scratch is going to take a look over at Petros and, you know, sort of go, are we doing this? I, I guess I can actually send a message. So, yeah, he'll, he'll cast message. What do you think? Do we do we blow our cover now? As you're thinking, Eclipse is looking around the room and watching Charlotte and Crust kind of go into I'm texting while I should be talking mode. <laughs> and then also sees that Scratch and Petros are doing that look to each other and like kind of just staring into it into each other's eyes. Probably as long as Scratch would like. Yeah, Scratch uh, Scratch can only uh, be in the sort of uh, power of that gaze so long <laughs> before he's got to look away. You hear Eclipse say out loud and go, It seems that uh, all of you may not know each other as I expected. So if you'd like, and then you hear in your head, we can talk this out in private. Uh, I'll send that message back to Scratch and say, let me handle the talking. Fair enough. Will this be better for all of you if we speak in your head? I believe so. You do not hear each other's responses, just to be clear. Uh, Yeah, so I'm going to say out loud... But it's very apparent that we're all here for some sort of benefactor. Some sort of a person who's looking for this information. Does it matter really to you who? To me? Yes. He's had people sniffing around for this information all day. If I know Eclipse, and I do, I think he's waiting for the right buyer. Can I get a sense of his character? I don't know if that's too much, but like, can I get a sense that he's a good person? Or is there a role for me to... To just, like, see what his alignment is? You can make an insight check. 17. So in this moment, he's not really giving a lot about himself except for what you're seeing at this deal and the the experience you had downstairs at the card table. He's not really done anything overtly bad in any respect or even good. He seems to be uh, genuinely interested in trading information. Whether that's a good or a bad thing, there's nothing really pointing to that fact. But... It doesn't seem like he's about to, like, stab you in the back or something or give you a pat on the head when you're done. He's just here for this. Can I... When you cast message, is it in a language or is it telepathically where, like, they sense what I'm saying no matter what the language is? I'll say it's... You can sense whatever you're getting at. That's fine. But remember, it's 25 words. Is this to Eclipse or is this somebody else? This is to Eclipse. Eclipse has an open line of uh, telepathy with you. You can just speak. Oh, I don't have the the word limit? Nope. Oh. I start reading the Iliad. Um, I just <laughs> flipping through, just sharing the information. Nick, we have a time limit. Come on. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I just say quickly to Eclipse, I know a lot about these people. Be careful what you share. What is it that you know? I don't think you have to worry about the singer. She doesn't seem to be interested in gold. Maybe she'll just want another deal. Just so everybody's aware, she has a piece of paper out, parchment, a piece of charcoal, and through everything, there's rocks spelled with a Z on the top, and underneath, there's clocks with a scratch through it. There's chalks with a scratch through it. There's bullocks with a scratch through it. She's just she's just working her magic. I kind of feel that since uh, Eclipse has like made this announcement that everybody in this room is is here for this thing, uh, he's probably been, uh, Scratch has probably been looking at Valindra differently, like. 
oh my oh. god, you're a spy so good <laughs> that I did not know at all. So he's like very suspicious of this uh, sort of act that he thinks you're putting on. Amazing. <laughs> so I keep going to Eclipse and I say, I can only trust the words that have been told to me. I don't know these for facts, but I trust the people that gave me the information. These two over here, and I mentally point uh, to Petros and Scratch, they're some sketchy individuals. I don't, uh, I don't know a lot about their backstory, but I don't get the sense that they're here for the best of reasons. If you, if you are like, I think you'd have to look over at us, and Scratch is gonna wink at you yes. when you make eye contact. Yes, I really love Nick. Like, you're such a good boy that, like, you're in this talking to a dealer about an illicit horde, going, "Those people are shady." Those people are, those people are weird. They hang out in shadows. I don't like. I don't. I, they scare me a little bit. I mean, if you look over at Petros at all, he's. He's giving you a little wave. These two over here, this lovey-dovey couple, is in a, it's just an act, okay? They're actually deadly assassins. You look over assassins. and uh, <laughs> Kruskis whispering something in Charlotte's ear. From what I hear, again, from what I hear, they are deadly assassins. They cannot be trusted. They are likely to cut your head off at a single swipe without even asking a question. I don't know. That might not be what they're here for. Make a deception check, please. Because I know what I've told you, and that was not it. Oh, I'm clearly, I'm clearly lying. I, I want I want it to be known that I know that this isn't the true story to either one of these. Deception, I got a f- 18. Well, thank you very much for your information, but uh, what I am asking for is, who are you representing? Petro says out loud, I do not need the semantics of speaking with telepathy. I'll tell you straight and true. Me and Scratch here, we work for ourselves. Make a deception check, please. Absolutely. Well played. Can it be that I let this, that I let Petros cut off my tie with, with Eclipse? So I don't, ha- I don't answer him. It's back and forth. There seems to be some way he's able to talk with all of you. Uh, I rolled a twenty-four. Oh yeah, I rolled a uh, ooh a two. I just meant that uh, that like I use I use Petros's uh, speaking out loud to not as my excuse as to not why I'm not saying who I'm respond or who I'm working for. Okay. Well, after he hears that, he goes back to him and goes, "Please, damn it." Nick, very gently remember that you got shot earlier in this episode. Oh, I'm sorry. I've I've seemed to forgotten who I work for. My my wound is is taking <laughs> I, up all of my mental facilities. I meant that you owe people money. Oh, uh, good point. Well, I mean, <laughs> damn it! I came up with that on the spot because it was a Star Wars reference. I now know. I need to come up with a backstory. Use it. <laughs> now it's canon. You use uh, it for um, yourself, buddy. Okay, good point. Good point. Yeah, I got you, boo. Listen, I don't know if you heard it before, but. I got shot down there. I owe a few people some money. All I want is some information to the Horde, so that way I could pay them back and get out of town. Oh, is that all you want? All you want is information about the most valuable treasure that anyone's heard of in a thousand years? I'm just saying, I want it alone. I don't want it to be shared amongst everyone else. Oh, really? Do you have the same desire that everyone <laughs> else in this room would reasonably have? Nick, uh, roll a deception check, please. Uh, 16. Four. <laughs> nice. Okay, so you are in this to pay off some debts. You two are in this for yourselves. Looks at Krusk and Charlotte. What about you two? Assassins. Assassins. As he says out loud. What about you two? I will think... Can I think at him? Can I... Was yeah, the messaging absolutely. still open? So I can say that we are here from a certain silver hand. Ah, understood. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And then turns over to Valindra and goes, And who are you here to represent? 
And uh, Scratch leans in. <laughs> it's a frame of everyone reaching across the table going, hmm. Gosh, I, I'm here to represent the greater goodness that is music and celebration in people's lives. You see, the thing is, is that I find myself to be somebody who has a gift and I just want to give it. You know, so I'm here to represent the greater good of my inherent gift. Can I roll an insight check on all that? Was this out loud, Falindra? I'm assuming yes because of your character. Oh, yes. Yeah, she's, she's, okay. not, she's not very subtle, no. <laughs> uh, Petros, please roll a insight check. An insight check. Chirp is not going to roll an insight check. He's just accepting her word. I just assume that Valendra is exactly who she says she is. So I rolled a six, but... I have ear for deceit, so any uh, insight check I make automatically counts as an eight, if it's lower than an eight. So I got a 16. Valindra, you're being straight up honest, right? I mean, as honest as she can be, uh, she is definitely, there's definitely something else going on with like, she, she, I mean, she, it's clear that she wants to be here for some reason, though it's hard to understand what that is beyond just her trying to become a singer. Like she's staying here for a reason. Eclipse looks at you, blinks a second, and goes, Okay, yes, I believe we may have made a mistake, but that's fine. <laughs> we, will, we will discuss this in our heads. So here is the deal. No pun intended. The dealer himself is interested in people finding this hoard. This is something that would help his own goals. I am willing to make a small deal with all of you in order to give you that information. I would like you all to think of something that you can offer me, whether it is a secret of your own worth this cost, or something monetarily. You know, what is it that you can offer for me? If you are representing one person between the two of you, or three of you, or four of you, then honestly, only one of you needs to give me something, because it's going to go to the same person. They are not here to claim it themselves, so now you must pay whatever price it is yourselves. Charlotte, Krask. Well, I have to tell you, we don't have very many secrets. Not not as much. No. I mean, we've been married for eight years, so, you know, the, this, actually, really, the secret that I could tell you is that to a happy marriage, you shouldn't have very many secrets. That's just overall a wise wisdom that you can bring back. Open communication, understood. Yes. Is this all out loud or is this in his head? Oh, no, I'm talking out loud. I'm talking okay. out loud. The benefactor was secret, but I feel like this is this is good advice for everybody here. I mean, I don't know if anybody else is in a stable relationship or looking to be in a stable relationship, but communication is key. Valindra like literally pops over the couch that she's on and she's just staring at Charlotte with like the biggest brown eyes you've ever seen. <laughs> Eclipse is eyeing back and forth between Scratch and Petros, like mm. <laughs> Yeah, Scratch Scratch is definitely sort of nervously fiddling around with his claws while she's talking about uh open communication and relationship <laughs> looking at the ceiling like mm. so i mean i can offer that i need something a little bit more is there something a skill you can offer money you can offer a secret of sorts that is actually worth information to a million dragons listen eclipse i'm confident we can outbid anyone in this room i can tell you something about the future well maybe eclipse. not <laughs> well, damn. eclipse perks up and goes the future, you say? That, mm. I happen to be very lucky, blessed by our late great lady Tamora. Oh, shit. Let's test that theory. He breaks out three dice. So he passes over a D4 and a D6, and he picks up a D8. This is the Kraken's folly. 
Krakens resemble the large sea creatures, so let's say an octopus with eight legs. That's why I have a D8 here. I'm going to roll this die. Technically, they're not legs. <laughs> tentacles. Cool. <laughs> that way we can say tentacles in an episode and have everyone be on the same page. Yeah. So I'm going to roll this D8, and I'm going to hide the result. You roll a D4. You have to think if you're going to roll lower or higher than what I got when you roll your D6. So you will total your two die, and I will have mine. If you are right, if you are higher or lower, I will take your offer. I don't love not being trusted, but I will do this for you. He rolls his die, and he hides it and goes, please roll your D4. Okay. I have to say if I'm going to roll lower or higher than uh, anything rolled on the 8. Yes. I think I'm going to roll lower. Okay. Roll your D6, please. So what is the total for D4 and D6? That's five. Well, I so happen to roll a six. You are very lucky. So, please, tell me my future, and I will give you one of the keys. The knowledge of it. I don't have it with me. That would be ridiculous. Whoa, 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 That's whoa. Hold key. on. I'm pretty sure, and he's like looking over to Petros, I'm pretty sure we'd be willing to uh, to pay so that no one else gets it. Right? Mm-hmm. Hold on. You're going to pay money so that nobody else gets money? Yeah, absolutely. Seems like <laughs> that's how the world works, it seems sweetheart. Like you have to spend money to make money. No, I feel like you're getting less money now. You've used no, your no, money. No, 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 no. The world might be getting less money, but I can assure you the money will be going into the right pockets. How much money are you trying to offer? We'll offer whatever it takes to make sure we're the only ones who leave this room with this information. What do you have on you? I can offer something more than money. You're going to propose? <laughs> How much do you have on you now? <sighs> um, I want to go back to this proposal idea. I want to see the bird propose to the bird, the cat, please. Yeah, we have a wedding. We have a wedding. Scratch, what is it? Uh, how much do you have that you are willing to offer here? Look, look, Once look. we leave this room, the deal is off the table. That's wild. It's Scratch you're talking to. I can get you the money that you need, <laughs> whatever it takes to, to drown out the competition. I mean, if you want something in this room, nobody here is super wealthy. You're going to be taking away pennies. Don't you want something real? I can, I can give set you up a deal. something very real. My eyes go entirely white and a golden eye comes upon my forehead. Okay. <laughs> Eclipse looks over, gives an eye raise and goes... All right. You have my attention. And you say, Beware the metal hand. It has a firm grasp on much. A blue spider in a ghost hand approaches the vault. A knight, loyal and honorable, will cast their shadow across the city. And then as you finish saying that, your eyes go back to normal. Your golden eye closes. And you look up. And Clips goes, that actually made a lot more sense than I was expecting. Usually seers give a lot of uh, horse shit, but... And in your head, you hear him say, One of the keys that you will be looking for is going to be a magical instrument, a set of bagpipes, that cause you to be fearless as you wield them. That is actually something that I think our young Belandria would be very interested in. Turns over to Chirp and go, What is it you are about to offer? I can offer you something, but it would only happen if you give no further information to either one or anybody else in this room. Please give your offer and then I will negotiate. I mean, what's the use of money? You have money. You're a dealer. You're giving away a gold hoard. And a seer, she can only show you things she can't facilitate them. 
I have this amazing skill. I could mimic anything I hear. I could recreate anything I write, anything I see written. And you'd be surprised what you hear walking the streets of this town. I've heard locations. I've heard names. I've heard passwords. I've seen things. I would be willing to do five jobs for you using these talents if you do not speak another word except to me about the keys. He's got the power of gossip. You want to <laughs> listen to him on this one. Five deals. Okay. And I'd not to speak another word about this. That's it. Understood. That's a loophole, baby. Except take this first. Hold on. And in your head, chirp, you hear one of the keys is called the Widowmaker. No one knows much about it, except that is elusive, is dangerous. The location of it is moving. And he looks over to Petros, and in your head you hear, go on. So, you work for the dealer? Yes, I do. What about we make a deal? That is what we're doing. Go ahead. <laughs> we're all on the same page. Is there like something it. that perhaps this boss of yours, this dealer, needs done? There are multiple things. He has many plans. Well, perhaps I can help him in one of these plans for the information. Do you have a plan in mind or a specific skill set? I'm very sneaky, and I'm very good at lying to people. Okay, good at lying, good at sneaking. So your uh, friend over there had just offered himself for five jobs. Would you be willing to part with the same? Sure, why not? Okay. The other key is going to be a star of Waterdeep. And he turns around to all of you and goes, uh, it turns over to Valindra, thinks about it, <laughs> looks over at your page for a second. What, what are you currently writing on your page? I am doing all of the uh, current verbiages possible on the word horde, uh, which is actually very interesting. There's lord, there's ward, <laughs> there's nord. I'm just, I'm just, and I'm also saying these aloud to myself. Like I've been mimicking it with my mouth, but I haven't been saying words. So I'm, I'm very intently, very intently creating this beautiful song. Well, not bad, actually. <laughs> uh, so this concludes our dealings here. I feel you have all gotten some piece of information you have come here for. Am I correct? Well, I haven't gotten anything. Are you going to, are you going to give me anything in return for my, for my, my gifts offered to you, my great, my great lyrics? What, what is it that you would want? Uh, her like jaw drops. She like looks around at everyone, like really, like trying to figure any what's going on. And she says, "Uh, I think I would like for them to be my friend." Done. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an easy deal. I immediately ping Charlotte, and I'm just like, "You're not gonna invite her over for dinner, are you?" I mean, obviously not. This is a Shanghai friendship. We. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was the friendship for everyone or just Charlotte and Crust? It seemed like Valindra was actively looking at everybody in the face at that moment. Yeah, I, I think I think she just signed us up for a lifelong friendship. <laughs> oh, we have to write letters now. Eclipse, I came here for information on all three keys. I don't know that the information was shared. Well, the information that you gave me was good for one key. They are very powerful things and require a bit of trade. But if there's more of you looking for all these keys, then this vault will be open in no time. Is this sufficient for everyone? You've all gotten your deals. Yeah, you know what, uh, folks? I'd say that uh, we all got what we were looking for from him, but that doesn't mean we can't deal with each other, right? 
He does have a point. Yeah, I think we could uh, possibly deal with each other. Well, that is all fine. Uh, if you do not mind, I will leave you to it. I have more business and deals to attend to. Uh, he gets up. He you know, gives a quick nod of the head, grabs the box, grabs his bag, and walks out of the room. Nice meeting you. It's been a pleasure. Hey, guys, how do you feel about a battle royale to, <laughs> to decide who gets the information for everything? I was trying to do Arnold Schwarzenegger and then oh, Rocky Balboa. It, it, came out, it came out very Fonzie. <laughs> yeah, it did come out Hey, yo. Hey, yo. You have offered up a battle royale at the end of every one shot we have ever done. <laughs> I really want just a, every uh, every uh, player take, like one player take all kind of thing. Uh, well, that's what the dungeon dome is for. Mm-hmm. Okay, then I cast fog and I make a break for the window because it's open and I need to get through. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Windex super nice and you're going to slam right into it <laughs> Nick because you're you and I have to ask this when you say things do you mean what you just said <laughs> this is a one shot yes once you're done report directly back to me so that way we can continue keeping the city safe thank you chap Yes, I I 100% mean what I just said. We're going to need to roll for initiative if you're going to get a spell. And also, we we firmly established that window was closed earlier. Yes. I'd like to cast Fog. I'd like to run for the window, and I'd like to exactly mimic the note that Valinda hit before and broke the glass from Oh, that rule! Oh! All right, all right. We got to roll for initiative. (laughs) Absolutely have to. I'm not going to attack you. I'm going to attack a window. But still, we can stop you. So everyone, please roll initiative. But Nick, I want this to happen because that is a very cool setup. That's extremely cool, dude. Okay, I got a 19, so... I got an 11. I got a 7. 17 for Chirp. 17 for Petros. Whoa. 18, baby. (laughs) Crust, you see that Chirp gets up and is beginning to cast a spell as he is running. Can we just say he's going to pass by me? Yeah. I'm going to trip him. Like, I'm going to kick him in the leg as he runs by. Make an uh, attack roll, please. Please miss it. Please Please miss miss it. It's such a cool (laughs) thing for him to go out on. Yeah. Let's see what happens. What what I'll say is, because this is not a normal attack, make an attack roll and chirp, make a dexterity saving throw. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have advantage on on this. Come on, Nick. What's that? What, what is this? My die is all fucking stupid. <laughs> it doesn't have a dot. It's either a six or a nine. That's I, fine. I got a I got an 18. Okay. Either way. It was a nine, but it doesn't matter because you definitely... So beat. you go to put out your leg in order to trip Chirp, but Chirp goes a little of his wings as he floats above your foot and just keeps on going. So, Crust, you do that. Scratch, you're currently up. So Scratch is going to spend sorcery points uh, to quicken a spell so that he can cast two spells. And he is going to cast Suggestion on definitely Chirp. And he doesn't know between Krusk and Charlotte who got the information. So, uh, I mean, I know as a player, but I'm going to flip a coin to see uh, which one he goes for. And it looks like I got... Dang it! I got I got uh, a one on on my twenty coins, so uh, it looks like uh, I am going to target uh, Krusk and Chirp uh, with a suggestion spell, and that is, 
message me the key that you got. Okay, so <laughs> make a wisdom saving throw, Krusk, and um, chirp. And uh, the DC is 14. Well, I do fail because that was an 11. I got an 18. Oh, no! Okay, chirp, you hear this? You don't care. Krusk, you hear this, and you really care what you're about to say. Well, I only got the one, and I dig out my house key, and I throw it at him. <laughs> uh, Damn it. Yeah, you see this key just be launched at you, as you were not expecting. Dying. Yeah, that's it. Oh, I'm going to need that back now. <laughs> uh, so after Scratch's turn, Petros, it's your turn. Actually, no, Petros and Chirp, you both rolled the same. So who has a higher dexterity modifier? Ooh, Ooh between the rogue and the bird? I got a plus three. I got a plus four. <gasps> All right, oh, come yes. on. Petros, you're come up. On, Petros, you go. Since rogues are super fast, because I can use a bonus action to do a thing, I'm going to dash straight at... Uh, chirp and slam with him out the window. Yes! <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay, make an uh, oof. <laughs> make an attack roll, please. Okay. What is your obsession, Bucky, with throwing yourself out of windows? It's so Yeah, you do fun. that a lot. <laughs> it's it really very is. cool. It is, it's, it's so it's dramatic. It's one of the coolest things you can do. And I'm here for the drama. Wait, guys, wasn't your metal band defenestration something? Yes, it was. Defenestration machine, yes. Uh, so it's attack roll uh, with my decks. It would be with your decks. And then I would say this is going to fall into the same deal as before, be as tripping or pushing or whatever. Um, Nick, please make a dexterity saving throw. I got a 22. No, I got a seven. Okay. So Petros, you go into chirp and chirp is in the middle of like kind of laughing off the fact of he was told to give up some, and then you get hit and hit through the glass. Petros, I would say with that 22, you go right through the glass together and start to fall as you watch as water starts coming right up to you very fast. Right into the water. That is your turn, Petros. Chirp, you're now in the water. You're now in the water. The as water. Bird. Yeah. You're in the water. You're suddenly from Baltimore. You're in the water now. <laughs> All right. What are you doing, Chirp? Is it possible to cast sleep on him, but have him just like float in the water and not like drop to the ground? <laughs> uh, bodies float. So, like, if I if I cast sleep on him and then I turn him on his back, will you just like? Like float. Well, first, you have to roll high enough to see if you can get me to sleep. Yeah. Okay. I, ca I cast sleep on him. I try to cast sleep on him and, and swim away. Cool. Petros, how many how many hit points do you have? Thirty three. Okay, it's possible. Oof. Roll five d eight. Sixteen. Altogether. Yeah. Okay. So you cast sleep and go. Nope. You are just still in the water. What are you doing? I just swim. Try to swim away. All right, you're swimming <laughs> away. Okay. Uh, it is Charlotte's turn. I'm going to go over to, to Scratch, and I'm going to grab our house key back first. <laughs> no, 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 not so fast, not so fast. This Look. is mine. This is mine. It's to my things. I am aware that it's yours and to your things, <laughs> but I really want the information that you just look, got. Look, it's just too bad. You picked the wrong person. Give me my key back. Look, 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 look. You seem like nice people. I am a nice person. Give me my key back. Is there a way that we could come to an agreement here? I'll give you the key. I'll give you this key. But is there anything that you might want for the information that you just got? I, I, I know that we said we're independent, but I represent a group of wealthy and influential people. I'm sure we could get something. And, and you know, I'd love to give it to you. You two seem like nice kids. Thank you. I'm in my 30s, but thank you. But see, the difference is I, I don't know who you wealthy people are representing. I don't know what their interests are. I know what our interests are. I know what our benefactors' well, what, interests what, are. What, 
what does it matter what what, what uh, hand, the hands are attached to if there's gold in them, right? Oh, that's absolutely perfectly. Look at look at how I'm dressed right now. That is absolutely perfectly the wrong thing to say to me. But I admire your attempt. I'll give you back my key. Valindra, it's your turn. I would love to run up to the window and I want to poke my head out. Am I able to see the guys who jumped out? Are they within 30 feet of me? Yes, yes, they are. I want to use detect thoughts on the bird. And I want to try to push into his head and get information for Charlotte. I'm doing this because she's my friend. Whoa. Chirp, <laughs> I need you to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Oh, I got a two without anything added, so I lost. So you, you're you going in there and you're trying to find out the thoughts, and you hear very loudly Chirp going, like, repeating over and over so he doesn't forget it. It's, it's the Widowmaker. 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 And just saying it over and over and over again. <laughs> okay, so as as he's saying that, what I would love to do with my free action is shout Widowmaker and start shouting what he hears in his head. So that way he understands that he's compromised. So he gets his little bird butt back into the room to work with us so we can all be friends. That's all I want. All right, Krusk, it is your turn. I'm going to go take my key back. For sheer physical force. The tiny kobold for Arthur. I mean, it's super easy. I feel like you lift it and he's just yeah. dangling from it. His little legs are kicking in the air. All right, so make an opposed strength check, please. Oh, no, I I, I failed that immediately. Okay, cool. There's no... So, Cross, you're, like, he's dangling, and you just do the thing of, like, just go down very quickly with your hand and pull back up, and he just goes, hip, right down. Ah, son of a gun! We hear Valandria yelling. Oh, yes. Can two minutes later I come and sop and wreck? Just like <laughs> And just, just to be clear, she's singing it. She's singing widow maker, widow, widow, widow maker. Just because she's, she's that sort of person. <laughs> what is it that you're singing there? It just, just, it just keep saying it over and over because I just like I, on my action, I just don't have enough time. And then if we're out of combat, I turn to Charlotte as quickly as I can and say, "Oh, that's what he's. The bird is thinking in his head." Okay, so is anyone doing anything else towards each other? Because I know Petros and Chirp are now in the water. Well, I mean, now I hear that she's shouting the thing and just basically said, like, oh, that's the thing he said. I was like, oh, well, now I'm just all wet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wet for no reason now. (laughs) So, Chirp, are you trying to just get away? No, I want to go back to the room and I basically want to be like, so, friends, who wants to make a deal? All right, so, okay, clock wipe. Because, of course it is. Yeah. You guys are all sitting back in the room. Petros is, like, kind of, you know, stretching and trying to, like, wring his stuff out. And Chirp is just there sopping wet. Oh, he's shirtless. Oh, he's shirtless. Of course he is. You're very lucky, by the way, that with as much little dangly things and gold and sparkly stuff, you didn't just go straight to the bottom. Oh, I am quite lucky. Not as lucky as me. Look, what do you want? We can give it to you. I say we all share the information that we've gotten. No, I got a better idea. Why don't we all work together and we will not tell each other anything and we'll go on an impromptu adventure. (laughs) Linda starts bouncing up and down on the couch in happy anticipation. We'll form unlikely friendships. Someone will die along the way because that's how it works. (laughs) Uh, But we will be forever bonded. Well, I guess shared information is better than no information. So... I'll be in if you guys want to. And we got to get this information, right, Petros? Yes, we do. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll do whatever it takes. Let's say a favor. Eventually, we can call on either one of you for a favor. Uh, I think Scratch looks to Petros, um, and, you know, he's trying to think over uh, the ramifications of being called in by a favor between two people that he just met. And, you know, he looks over at Petros, and Petros is there sopping wet with no shirt on and (laughs) hair glistening. He sort of gets lost in that for a second. 
Uh, and then, you know, blinking, like looking into the sun too long, like, you know, I, 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 you, again, you seem like good people. I, I, I'd be okay with that. Favor for a favor. There's a bagpipe. Just, just like a, like a, like any bagpipe? That's what I was told. Petros and Scratch, you gotta tell us what the key is? I was told about the moon of Waterdeep. Insight check. <laughs> Go right ahead. 18 plus 7. 25. 25 deception check. What? Oh, no. So since that's not against me, I'm not quite sure who wins that. So I would say who has the higher modifier for that skill? My deception is a plus 10. Plus 7. Wow. You guys are both really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> you believe Petros. It is the moon of Waterdeep. Moon of Waterdeep. That is what I was told. That's all said out loud? Yes. Yep. I cast fog and I go out the window again. <laughs> you didn't have go. to do the... Okay. Go. Goodbye. As Chirp goes out the window, it freeze frames. As everybody looks over with their head down as Chirp casts fog and just, like, out into the sun. Uh, and then we cut over Wait, to... wasn't it nighttime? Yeah, can I hit the, can I hit the note? I want to hit Belinda's note. It freeze frames as you go out and the moonlight is cast down upon you. There's, and There's a fog sparkles. trail coming behind him. Fog trail coming behind you. It sparkles off some of the feathers and some of the moonlight finds its way into the room and sparkles off of Petros as well. As you see Scratch looking directly into Petros. <laughs> uh, Charlotte and Krusker looking at each other. One of them definitely has their hand on the other's butt. It's like, come on. Like, it's going to be happening. It's probably Let's be, let's and be Valindra, I'm assuming. Oh, my glitter, my glitter really does get everywhere. Oh I, yeah, glitter just gets everywhere. <laughs> it's one tiny disco ball. Right in front of the frame is Valindra with just a bunch of glitter that just sparkles up, and the moonlight starts glistening off of that as well as we fade to white. And gradually, the white dissipates. You see an alley of water. Not sure where, just somewhere in the city. As Petros walks down, paying no mind. So, what is the good news? Well, now that you're here, there's plenty of good news. But uh, it seems that there are three keys that we need to open this vault. I take it you know what they are? Darling, for you, of course I know what they are. Good. Let's take a walk. As Jarlaxle and Petros walk down the alley. Thank you for listening to the Taking Initiative episode of Podcast of Waterdeep. Taking Initiative is part of the Spark Network. Imagine what your idea can do. You can find all the shows on the Spark Network at thespark.network or on Twitter at the underscore spark underscore net. Find Taking Initiative on Twitter at ti underscore pod. This episode featured Josh Perot as the DM. You can find him on Twitter at Xyroxis the Beard. That's at X-I-R-O-X-I-S the Beard. John Buckmaster as Petros. You can find John on Twitter at Bucky underscore Masters. Morgan Conroy as Charlotte. You can find her on Twitter at Thistle Raven. Nick Figueroa as Chirp. You can find Nick on Twitter at Nico Figs. That's N-I-K-O-F-I-G-S. Drew Tillman as Krusk. You can find Drew on Twitter at NotThatDrew. And guest starring James D'Amato from the OneShot RPG podcast, playing Scratch. You can find James on Twitter at OneShotRPG. And Kelly Lynn D'Angelo from Girls Guts Glory, playing Valindra Sparklebottom. You can find her on Twitter at Kaylin Rock. That's at K A H 
L-A-N, rock. A special thank you to Aram Vartian of God's Fall for the voice of Jerlaxel. This episode was edited by Josh Perot. The Taking Initiative theme song was created by Neil Martin of The Lucky Die. You can find him on Twitter at Bardic Martin. All additional songs used in the episode are from Kevin McLeod and the Incomptech website. Any further information about those songs can be found in the episode's description. The Taking Initiative logo was created by Katie Kawaguchi of Nerds on a Roll. You can find her on Twitter at underscore Kid Katie. The D&D 5e rule sets and the Waterdeep Dragon Heist module are both property of Wizards of the Coast. Yes. I'm sorry to interrupt, my dark prince, but the plan worked. Many people are searching for the keys now, and soon Ghost Hand will be in play. Do me a favor, Eclipse. Let her know for me. Of course.